0: So, when you come out of a home where the marriage was destroyed through anger and conflict, you fear anger and conflict. And you do everything you can to avoid it, which is the worst thing possible. You need to know how to deal with it. And I want to say to all of us as parents every time you deal with conflict, you're training your children, good or bad. Hi, I'm Jimmy Evans, co host of the Marriage Today podcast. Today, we have a great teaching for you that I pray grows your marriage and blesses you as you seek to center your marriage on Christ. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast channel to be notified of every new show. God bless you. I want you to take your spouse's hand or put your arms around each other if you would. And I want us to begin with a prayer. And I want you to believe God for him to do something new in your marriage, something new and something good in your marriage. And so whatever, uh, most of you are here, you just want to tune up. You know, you love each other. You're just here for a Valentine's Day tune-up. But, uh, but you may have issues that are in your marriage or some things that need to be overcome. And so I, I want you to believe God for God to change you, not your spouse. Okay. You can't believe God to change your spouse. But you can believe God to change you. Let's pray. Father, we're praying right now that you will change each and every one of us. We open our hearts to you. And we give you permission to rearrange the furniture. We give you permission to take some stuff out and to put some new stuff in. We just give you permission in our hearts to do whatever it is that you're wanting to do. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you'd be very present in this time to comfort us, to to teach us, to help us, to heal us. Some of us have hurts deep within us that need to be healed. And I just pray, Lord, this would be a healing time. And for some of the marriages that may be on the rocks, Lord, we pray for absolute miracles to take place the next two days. We give you permission to do any miracle that you want to do. But Lord, we we just invite you here. We pray that this would be a COVID-free environment, Lord. Every, Every host site, every home here, we just pray total, total protection that the only thing to be spreading here is the love of Jesus and nothing else, but Lord, we I just pray blessing on these precious couples and everyone who's taken so much time and effort to get here, Lord, I just pray your blessing on them and on this time, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. You gotta kiss each other, and you gotta take your mask off to do that. <laughs> oh, there you go, there you go. Okay, well this first uh, little session here, I'm gonna talk about uh, disarming anger and resolving conflicts. I thought that's the best way to start a marriage conference. Is just in case you have a little tension, you know, that in your marriage, things you're working through, I want to help you to, to learn to deal with anger and resolve conflict in marriage. Now, I came out, Karen and I came out of very dysfunctional homes growing up. And I think my family may have been the most dysfunctional in the world about dealing with anger because in my family growing up, you when you were angry with someone, you didn't look at them. I never one time in my home growing up ever saw anger resolved properly. When someone was mad at you, they wouldn't look at you, and then when they were over it, they start looking at you again. If that's the craziest thing, well, Karen's family they were they were very different than that. They were kind of yellers and screamers and stuff. And so in Karen's home, the first time I went over to Karen's home when we first started, you know, dating, uh, they would be crying and yelling at each other and stuff like that. And I just thought these people are crazy. You know, when when you're mad, you just don't look at each other, don't they know? And. But, they would, but, but 10 minutes later, they would be over it and they would be crying and hugging each other. So it was much healthier the way that her family dealt with it. It wasn't right, but it was much healthier the way my family dealt with it. There's a, some friends of ours actually who live here in Houston and they have, uh, I, I like them because they have a worse testimony than Karen and me. It just makes you feel better. You just want to see one person worse. And it's just so helpful. And so when they they had a fight one time, he was a builder and he took his nail gun and nailed her in the house. He nailed every door and window shut so she could not leave that house. And they now have a marriage ministry and he teaches men how to nail their wives in the house and she teaches women how to get out. But so but here's a story when Karen and I first met. um, I was I played golf all the time, you know, and so I was in college. And Karen and I were engaged, and she was living in an apartment, and she said, Jimmy, come over tonight, I wanna to make you supper. And Karen's a great cook, you know. So I was playing golf with my friends, and she said, be over at six o'clock tonight. So I was playing golf with my friends, so about 30 miles away. And it was about, oh, five o'clock, and uh, I was 30 miles away, and I had like five golf holes left in the round. And I looked down at my watch, it was like five, and I said, guys, I probably need to go. I'm supposed to be at Karen's at six. They said, Evans, you can't leave here. And they started bad mouthing me, I thought, oh, okay. So I went ahead and finished. Now back, there weren't cell phones back then. Okay, so um, I finished playing golf, and it was a little after six, and I was 30 miles away. So I drove to Karen's house, stinky. You know, I'd been playing golf, hadn't gone home and gotten ready like I'd planned to. So I went over to Karen's house, and I walked in, and you know, she's not talking supper's cold, it's all already, you know, on the stove, it's cold, and she is just livid. I mean, so I walk in the the house, and I was 18 or so, I walk in the house, and I sit down at the table, and, you know, I can see, you know, dinner there, and she's not saying anything to me, so she comes over and puts a plate in front of me, it's meatloaf, and, and mashed potatoes and stuff like that, so she puts it in front of me, and she puts hers over here, and so she sits down across from me. And uh, we sat there, you know, just across from each other very awkwardly. So after a few minutes, I, I said these, these words, uh, what's your problem? In the midst of our busy lives, it's easy to neglect our skin, but One Skin, our sponsor today, is on a mission to simplify skin care while delivering profound results. One Skin's secret weapon, their proprietary os one peptide. This groundbreaking ingredient doesn't just mask skin issues, it targets them at a cellular level. We've always struggled with finding products that actually deliver on their promises, but One Skin blew us away with its results. We've used it primarily on our face and neck, and the difference is incredible. But don't just take my word for it. One Skin's commitment but the skin longevity is backed by solid science. Their research has shown that the 0 one peptide can reduce the number of sensitive cells up to 50%. Effectively reversing skin's biological age. Invest in the health and longevity of your skin with OneSkin. As a listener of our show, you can snag an exclusive 15% off your first purchase using code MARRIAGE at Oneskin.co. That's Oneskin.co with code MARRIAGE. After you make your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please do us a solid and let them know we sent you. Let's support each other in the journey to healthier, happier skin. Remember, OneSkin isn't just about skin care. It's about skin longevity. Say hello to A brighter, more youthful you. If you're tired of endlessly scrolling through mundane TV shows, searching for something fresh and inspiring, I get it. Time is too valuable to waste on mind numbing content. It's time to invest in something new. Allow me to introduce you to Hillsdale College. They're offering over 40 free online courses covering essential and enduring subjects. Think C.S. Lewis, The Book of Genesis the essence of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, and the ancient Christian church. And here's the kicker, these courses won't cost you a penny, they're absolutely free. Now I wanna share a personal recommendation, American citizenship and its decline with Victor Davis Hansen. In this insightful eight lecture course, Victor explores the history of Western citizenship and the challenges it faces today from the vanishing middle class to the rise of globalist organizations, and much more. Here's the deal, friends. Head over to hillsdale.edu forward slash marriage right now to kick off your free course. It's simple to get started, and it won't cost you a dime. That's hillsdale.edu forward slash marriage, the gateway to beginning your learning journey. Don't miss this chance to invest your time in something truly meaningful. Join Hillsdale College, and let's start expanding our horizons together. And her response was, throwing meatloaf on my head. <laughs> she took a plate of meatloaf and poured it on my head just like that, and jumped in. Now, by the way, the part that hit my mouth was delicious. And she, <laughs> she ran out the door. She had a Volkswagen Beetle. I had her blocked in the driveway, so she drove through the backyard <laughs> to, leave, to leave, and she was just so fierce. That's how we dealt with anger for the first three or four years of our marriage is we didn't know how to talk we didn't know how to process our emotions and so we brought that into our marriage and we almost divorced i mean so we, we were terrible and so today we have a great marriage after 47 years we will celebrate our 48th anniversary in may <laughs> did you know we're 27 months away from our 50th anniversary am i too i'm way too young for that <laughs> old, old people are married 50 years so I wanna talk about the four don'ts of dealing with anger. I wanna to talk to you about how to deal with anger and the Bible puts it in a negative, and that's why I'm putting it in a negative. The four don'ts of dealing with anger, Ephesians four, be angry and do not sin, do not let the sun go down on your wrath nor give place to the devil. And the first don't is don't deny your anger. Uh, everybody gets angry, God gets angry, Jesus got angry, you know, when he was on the earth, don't deny your anger. And so one, one of the most dangerous things that you do is to deny your anger. You'll never be so spiritual that you don't get angry. You'll never get to a point in life where you never get angry about anything, so don't deny it. And so the most destructive force in marriage is anger. Anger is toxic, you have to, good marriages have anger, but you know how to process it. It comes in and it goes out. Bad marriages have chronic anger housed within them and it just destroys you in so many different ways. Children of a divorce, and I know many of you here are children of divorce, children of divorce have a much harder time dealing with anger than other people. There's a book called The Unexpected Legacy of Divorce by Judith Wallerstein and Sandra Blakesley, and they, do- they document their findings that children of divorce have a harder time. So maybe you're married to a child of divorce, maybe you are a child of divorce. Listen to this excerpt from their book. Because children of divorce don't know how to negotiate conflict well, many reach for the worst solutions when trouble strikes. For example, some will sit on their feelings, not mentioning complaints or differences until their suppressed anger blows sky high. Others burst into tears and are are immobilized or retreat into themselves or the next room and close the door. But the most common tendency is to run away at the first serious disagreement and wrestle with unconscious demons. This is because from the perspective of a child of divorce, any argument can be the first step in an inevitable chain of conflict that will destroy the marriage. So when you come out of, of home where the marriage was destroyed through anger and conflict, you fear anger and conflict. And you do everything you can to avoid it, which is the worst thing possible. You need to know how to deal with it. And I wanna to say to all of us as parents, every time you deal with conflict, you're training your children, good or bad. You are you are your child's role model, just like my parents were my, my role model and how not to deal with anger. In their case, one of the most important things that parents do is just teach your children the basics of life, and here's how we deal with anger. We deal with it as adults, but we don't deny our anger. In, in dysfunctional homes, anger is, uh, is illegal. But in functional homes, it's okay to be angry. Okay, so be angry. Don't feel, two, two things uh, here is, one is don't feel guilty about your anger. Let me say this, just, just because I'm angry doesn't mean it's valid. There are many reasons that we get angry. It could be that I have a legitimate violation. It could be you violated my boundaries. It could be that you said something you shouldn't have said, you're wrong. That, that I have a legitimate reason to be angry with you. But it could be because of ignorance or misunderstanding. It could be because of immaturity. I know that much of my anger when Karen and I were young in marriage, I just, I just thought Karen was weird, I'm, I'm just being serious. She, she's a normal woman, but I just didn't understand normal women. And uh, I just kept thinking because she's not like me, there's something wrong with her. A lot of my anger was just immaturity, uh, unrealistic expectations, or stress. There's different reasons for anger, so I'm not saying I'm not saying that my anger's right. I'm just saying it's real. And because my anger is real, we really need to process this. And we're going to find out what the reason is, you know, in in the process of doing that. Um, if you don't deal with your anger properly, it causes health problems. Many health problems are caused by not. Processing anger and getting it out of you. Emotional and mental problems, the clinical definition of depression is anger turned inward. See, your emotions are very, very limited. We know that our bodies are limited. If I told you to go out there and run 10 miles, you know, most of us couldn't do that because of our physical limitations. Your emotions are very limited. Anger is the highest consumer of your emotions. And when you put anger inside of you and don't get it get it out, it's like getting on a treadmill and finally your emotions say we can't do anything else and you get depressed. The reason you're depressed is your emotions are dead. They can't feel anymore, you've just worn them out. And so you've got to get anger out of you or it's gonna cause uh, emotional problems, passive aggressive behavior, so on and so forth. So you have to take ownership of your anger and don't be ashamed of it. Secondly, you have to create a cult, uh, an atmosphere of honesty.